When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. April 17, 1935, at the summit of Mount Myodu in the remote mountains of Korea, dawn is just beginning to bathe the earth in its amber light. The breeze gently caresses the leaves of the ancient oaks and pines. Only the songs of birds and the murmuring of a river below break the surrounding silence. It is mild in this early spring. The air seems filled with the serenity that vast natural spaces bring. But amidst the sacred scenery, a human step is suddenly heard. It's a 15-year-old boy laboriously climbing the slope. His bare feet indifferently tread on orchid clusters and sharp rocks, leaving a faint trail of blood behind. His tousled brown hair dances in the wind, his face, swollen from a night of walking and prayers, bears two small red streaks where tears have flowed. He has just lost two siblings, and his grief has driven him to ascend to the mountain summit, where he hopes to find peace, a moment of meditation, of mourning. Once he reaches the top, breathless and alert, the teenager gazes at the distant golden horizon. But as the first rays of the sun touch him, a shiver of terror suddenly overwhelms him. An invisible presence is descending upon him. Something big, relentless, infinitely powerful. His limbs then grow numb as if encased in ice. His mind, in the throes of absolute panic, gradually stiffens. He wishes to run, to flee through the trees, but nothing responds anymore, neither his body nor his thoughts. And as his face is bathed in light, he hears a voice resounding in his head. God is deeply sent by human suffering. You must accept a mission and carry out the work of heaven on earth. On this April morning in 1935, this young Korean received this revelation of Jesus Christ or so he will tell his followers, because in the years to come, he will become the leader of what many consider one of the most influential sects in the world. Hello, I'm Fabrice. Welcome to Fabulous Destinies. Today I'm going to talk to you about a man as venerated as he is controversial, self-proclaimed messiah, leader of a worldwide religious movement, founder of a massive economic empire, he extended his influence to every corner of the globe. His name, Sun Myung Moon, also known as Reverend Moon, from his Christ-like revelation to his role in international politics, discover his peculiar destiny.
Sun Myung Moon was born in 1920 in northern Korea, which was occupied by the Japanese at the time. He came from a rural family and grew up in the countryside with his seven siblings, receiving a Christian upbringing. Their daily life was tough, marked by fieldwork, but they managed to get by. However, when he was only 15, two of the family's children died suddenly in an accident. The young boy was devastated. He set out alone, walking through the night in the Myodu Mountains to meditate and mourn. When suddenly, he had an epiphany. In his memoirs, published much later, he recounted that Jesus Christ had appeared to him and entrusted him with the mission of bringing peace to the world. For the young boy, it was a revelation. Not only the existence of God and the validity of his faith, but also of the role he had to assume. From now on, he was the Messiah, the spiritual guide of humanity. He had to make a known and gather followers. However, like Christ, his path would become very painful. His journey of suffering had only just begun. Following a pilgrimage throughout the country, he enrolled at the prestigious Waseda University in Japan. Alongside his studies and spiritual quest, he joined underground movements fighting for Korea's independence. However, he was soon discovered, arrested, and even tortured by the Japanese police. After several years languishing in a cell, he was finally released at the end of World War II. It was at this time that Korea was divided into two parts along the 38th parallel. Sun Myung Moon was now 25 and hadn't forgotten his divine mission. He returned to Seoul and began preaching to anyone who would listen. The young man was charismatic, articulate, and managed to gather a handful of followers. But it wasn't enough. So he decided to return to his northern homeland. This time, his words resonated much more widely. Disciples gathered by the dozens to listen to him, and he quickly became an important figure in the Christian community. However, communist authorities persecuted all religious groups, and once again, Moon was arrested. He was beaten, tortured, and imprisoned in a labor camp for nearly three years, until the U.S. military involved in the Korean War finally set him free in 1950. Now, Sun Myun Moon was determined not to be pushed around anymore. He had traumatic memories of communist regimes and an idealized image of the United States. This antagonism would soon become significant because the movement he was about to found would have a considerable impact on the religious and political world. Before we continue with this episode, a quick break to give the floor to our partner, without whom this podcast could not exist. Don't go away, we'll be right back. For a year after his release, Sun Myung Moon dedicated himself to writing a 700-page text describing all the principles of his religious doctrine. In 1954, he officially founded the Holy Spirit Association for the Unification of World Christianity, simplified to Unification Church. His first church was nothing more than a small hut, made of mud and cardboard. However, the new creed spread like brush fire across Korea. 
By 1957, 120 Korean cities and villages had a unification church center. In the following two years, he sent his first missionaries to Japan, Europe, and the United States. Sun Myung Moon's theology consisted of three fundamental principles. First, anti-communism. Second, the sacred nature of the union between man and woman, of which he considered himself and his wife the reincarnation of Adam and Eve. And finally, the imminent arrival of the Third World War, a reinterpretation of the biblical apocalypse. During the 1960s, numerous communities claiming affiliation with the Unification Church emerged worldwide. In the midst of the Cold War, the movement's anti-communism helped it establish itself in Western countries. Moon then embarked on two world tours during which he delivered speeches in over 50 states. In the early 1970s, he even decided to settle in the United States, where the Unification Church enjoyed resounding success and counted hundreds of thousands of followers. Today, June 7, 1975, is the day of new historical declaration, both for me and for God. Moon was now a powerful man, a second pope, so to speak. He was now known as Reverend Moon. His disciples worshipped him around the world and contributed a portion of their incomes. Of course, the media denounced the cult-like practices of the movement, brainwashing, mass weddings. They made fun of the guru who proclaimed himself the Messiah and his followers, nicknamed the Moonies. Will commands the Unification Church, International Holy Wedding, officiated by the Reverend and Mrs. Sun Myung Moon, the true parents of mankind. This wedding ceremony... But the methods of the Unification Church were little known, their actions discreet. And then Moon, now a billionaire, had contacts everywhere. He supported U.S. President Richard Nixon during the Watergate scandal and other conservatives' heads of state. In the late 1980s, in France, the Unification Church participated in financing the Front National, for example, and acted as an intermediary for Jean-Marie Le Pen during his international travels. In return, Moon received certain favors and other financial arrangements that allowed him to build an economic empire. He founded the Washington Times, a conservative American newspaper, bought hotels, hospitals, factories, sushi restaurant chains, and even ski resorts all over the world. For the spiritual leader, this way was a way to concretely establish the kingdom of God on earth. However, doubts arose when some of his followers resorted to begging to pay their dues to the community. During the 1990s and 2000s, Moon gave numerous conferences worldwide on universal peace and the advent of Christianity. Many considered him an important actor in the end of the Cold War and a pillar of world pacifism. But behind this noble facade, others saw the guru of one of the most influential sects in history. In 2012, Sun Myung Moon passed away at the age of 92 in one of the Korean hospitals he owned. 
Since then, his wife and 14 children have managed his economic and religious empire. More active than ever, the Unification Church reportedly has nearly 3 million followers in 194 countries today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fabulous Destinies. Feel free to share with us stories that you would like to hear on your favorite listening platform or via Baba Bam's Instagram or Twitter page. We'll be happy to discover them.